Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Seven Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph, and today I have with me Joshua, a car detailer. As of late, I've been fascinated by like the car detailing videos. It's been really satisfying to watch, kind of like the satisfaction people get from watching those pimple popping videos. Um, the transformation in, um, overall, like watching the power wash, get rid of all the exterior dirt, etc., so now, so now I have an interest in the business itself. So without further ado, I'm going to be quiet, let him introduce himself, and then we'll get into it. What's going on, y'all? My name is Joshua from the Bronx. I'm currently a car detailer. Been been doing it for, I would say, maybe about 12 years now. Okay. I'm just going to give y'all, okay. let y'all know what it's about. 12 years? You, you're a veteran in this. <laughs> glad to have you. Yeah. Glad to have you. So like Thank um, you for having me. Mm-hmm. For sure. So like why did you start doing detailing in the first place? To be honest with you, like I never really thought I'd be detailing because I used to I'm I was more so like in, in the mechanic field. But mm-hmm. um one day my cousin, my cousin um was detailing it his maxima, like like amateur stuff. It was nothing like professional. And mm-hmm. um he showed he, he was buffing the car with like a little palm buffer that he got out of AutoZone for like maybe 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. He he was showing me, you know, how to use it. And then he had picked up some sandpaper to take out a scratch. And, you know, if you sand, if you sand on paint, it, it after you sand it, it has like a gray area. And I was, I told him, I said, yo, you messing up the paint. He said, nah, bro, watch what, watch this. So after he sanded it down, he compounded, he polished, the scratch was completely gone. Like it, it was like a mirror, mirror <laughs> finish. Yeah. So that made me interested in it because it's like now you see it now you don't type shit you know what i'm That's saying crazy. so he pretty much showed introduced it to me and um i just took it from there and gained my own little skill set and kept it moving yeah, that's crazy. That that goes beyond. I got. I want to say that goes beyond detailing when you could get rid of scratches too. That's crazy. <laughs> well, it's all part of it, bro. Is it? I didn't know that was mm-hmm. like part of it too. Yeah, it's part of it. So, so, like, what's the um most busiest time of the year for you? Normally, it's the normally it's the summertime because you know summertime a lot of car shows be going on. Car enthusiasts mm-hmm. they they actually they want their car to be shining when they, you know they show it all things like that. So mm-hmm. they'll come to me for paint correction, ceramic coatings, things nice. like that. So mostly the summertime is is the most busiest. Wintertime is not really all that. Mostly you'll get like interior packages and things like that. But people ain't really caring about keeping their car clean in the winter. A lot of times they just lock it up or, you know, park it away or whatever the case may be. Yeah, for sure. Definitely the car shows. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> You have any like interesting? I want to say, let's see. Um, tell me like a either good, good or bad story from detailing. Uh, you, you, I want matter of fact, I want both, but you pick which one you want to do first. Uh, a bad story. Um, I like would a say story. Yeah, like a nightmare story. <clears throat> I would I would say when when a customer will try to accuse you of damaging something that was already damaged, Oof. you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. normally what I do now I take pictures before yeah. I before I touch the car and I take pictures after I finish it. So he was the the, the dude was like, oh um, what he said? 
he said, you, you, you damaged my, my shifter, my shifter boot or something like that. Mind you, this was an old car. I, I forget that it was a while ago. So I don't I forget what type of car it was, but I remember it was old and the mm -hmm. shifter boot was leather and the leather was peeling and all this other type of stuff. So, but I already, I already seen that the leather was peeling, but being that I was in the beginning stages, I didn't think to take a picture of it before. Mm -hmm. So he was like, yeah, you know, you, you, you damaged it. I said, I didn't damage nothing. It was like that. So, um, long story short, uh, I ended up having, I ended up just replacing it for him. This is, this was a time when I was just doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. so I just ended up replacing the boot for him for like, it was like another extra $25 or whatnot, just to, you know, keep it professional and keep it moving. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't book that customer ever again. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Cause some people just be trying to get over on you, bro. Like you gotta, you, you gotta always document everything. Mm-hmm. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? And that was a bad one, a, a good detailing experience. Definitely. Uh man. I mean, a good detailing is well, I every experience to me is pretty good whenever the customer is, is satisfied and actually impressed with their car compared to how it looked before they brought it to me. Okay. So like was there like um, a favorite car or like a favorite detailing that you like you remember that comes to mind? What, uh I had to do a, a um, I had to do a ceramic coating on a Rolls Royce um, color. Mm, mm. I I I found that to be dope because um, it's a Rolls Royce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I did the I did the correction on that because for some reason I don't know. I guess this guy just had money to burn because I'll do the coating and I told I'll tell him yo don't don't go to any car washes. Because mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna basically scratch it up again after I just after I just um corrected it, mm -hmm. and he still goes to the car washes, and then he still comes back to me to fix it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, that, uh, so you're saying um car washes are not good for the cars? Not like car washes is not like hand washes are good. Those car washes that use brushes and be scrubbing that's not good yeah. for the car. It's gonna no. scratch your car all up. Yeah, got you, got you. I didn't know that. Yeah, bro. It's it's fun to go through like a like a kid. <laughs> I mean, no, of course it's a kid. You see all the studs and stuff running down. Yeah, facts. But it ain't it ain't it ain't no good if you actually care about your paint. Yeah, you know I just saying? started washing my own car like with my hand and stuff like that to save money. That's the best me. way to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. You have any um? Let's see. What was the longest detail job you did? Like what? Which what car took you the longest? Oh man, uh, a Chrysler. Well, what's the mini Pacifica? It's a minivan. Minivans usually take the longest because people who own minivans usually have children, mm -hmm. and children are messy. Like it was, yeah. it was, <laughs> it was old muffins and oh, French fries and all types of stuff all through the car, all in crevices. I had to take all the seats out, pull the whole carpet out. <laughs> that was at least that took me at least at least about seven hours to finish. Damn. And that, that's just on the interior side. Now, when I'm doing paint corrections, usually take about two days, depending okay. on the size of the vehicle, because mm -hmm. I do like a two-step process where um, after I prep the vehicle, clean it, um, clay it, iron X, all that, um, I start the compounding stage, the cutting stage, where you're basically removing all the imperfections out of the paint as far as like scratches, any mm -hmm. types of holograms, any types of... Um, um, 
hazing, anything like that. So the compounding step usually takes the longest. Now, the polishing step is usually faster because all you're doing is basically covering up the haze from the compound. Because the compound, basically, when you use compound on a car, the, the abrasions in the compound creates holograms in the paint. Which mm-hmm. after you finish compounding, it'll be the paint will look will have a haze on it. Mm-hmm. When you come through with the polish, it smooths it out, it layers it out right, and then you have a mirror finish. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, that was what I said about about that. That was that was, that was like a two day job. <laughs> that sounds like like a handful. Definitely with like when people have kids. Actually, some people some people without it. Even without kids, it's like messy. It's crazy. <laughs> you ain't you ain't never lie. <laughs> they just keep their car like that. So then, yeah. sometimes you look, you see people's cars, and you you wonder like, yo, what they house look like? You know right. what I'm saying? So, <laughs> or like, yeah. do they even shower type of stuff? Like, <laughs> boy, I tell you, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But like, um, so like, what do you like most about detailing? I just like. Like I said before, I just like when the customer sees the car after I finish it and they like mm-hmm. their face, like they're just so they're so impressed. Like they they be like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like I just got the car from the lot the way you got it done. I say, you know, I'm this is what I do. I ain't new to this and true to this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Definitely. I those are the type of those are the types of reactions that I live for in in this business. Always mm-hmm. making sure the customer is happy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like especially when a customer is like not expecting it to like um like when they drop it off they don't they don't expect it to like be crazy when you get it back but then when they get it back it's like brand new and they be like oh my god I didn't know this was yeah. possible. <laughs> I like to go beyond their expectations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's just the the, the just the, the the glow on their face after they see their car. <laughs> that that's that's pretty much what I live for in this business. I yeah, aim to def- please. Definitely, definitely, like you're a true. You're true to customer service. That's what I say. Exactly. Like, have you ever thought about giving up on detailing? Is there ever I mean, like I'm, a moment you was like, I don't want to do this shit no more? Yeah, I've done it. It's it's plenty of times I've left detailing to do other things, mm-hmm. and I've always came back to detailing. So I've, I I call I think of it now as my calling. Like this is what I'm yeah. just supposed to be doing because it keep I keep coming back to it. Like I left detailing to to um, work in the hotel. Uh, a valet driver, but I always ended up coming back to it. Like it's it's, your, like, it's my it's your passion. It's your Exa- passion. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. It's kind of like um photography. I feel like I can't really walk away from it because it's like in me. Like yeah. something I'm always do. It's like art. Basically, that's like your form of art, car detailing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's art. The car mm-hmm. is your canvas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, do you have like a? Because um, I know you you say um you work with somebody for detailing. Like, you don't you don't have on your own detailing. Or like, do you plan on having your own detailing business later on? Down yeah, the line? yeah, I do. I do. Like, it, it's time. Sometimes I go on on my own. Like, and I I'll do like I I work for myself. Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't have no LLC or like nothing like that. Like, you know, a couple mm-hmm. friends or whatnot. Because I I know a lot of people who, who you know are car enthusiasts and they don't know yeah. a lot of detailers, at least quality detailers. So yeah. they come to me and I make my little money on the side or whatnot. That's not bad. Yeah, man. So like what overall is like, I would say stopping you from go- going into your own, on your own venture and making your own business, like all that stuff. Really, really capital money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It is, it's, it's, and at the same time, it's, it's discipline too. Yeah. It's discipline, there's money, and sometimes it's second guessing myself. Like, what if I fail? I got yeah. bills to pay, so my money got to keep coming in. Because, like I told you before, the winter time is is usually a slow time, so mm-hmm. the bills the bills don't slow up. You know what I'm saying? So the money yeah. got to keep coming. For sure, so that's hey, pretty hey, much what's you, stopping me. Yeah, when you, I mean, when you go on your own, those are things you you just gotta expect. You already know the business. You already know the downtime. You know the uptime, and like you just gotta ex- you gotta be ready for those times. Like you already know how to be ready for it because you know it's coming. So, <clears throat> right. But you got to make sure that the, the thing that would aid with that is to always have clientele. Like you have to build your clientele list up. Like you have to mm-hmm. know what type of market you're looking for because all money is not good money. And certain people I just won't deal with because they'll be cheap, but then they'll expect the world. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You can say that again. All money is not good money. man. man all you, money is not good money. Whew, man, there'd be customers out there. You just like, you know, I don't even want your money because they just a hassle and it's just not worth it like the mental like everything about it is just not good just i don't want your money <laughs> i'd rather exactly. keep my keep my sanity exactly i don't need the headache yeah i, I already know you're gonna be a problem just because sometimes when i see like when a, when a customer bring the car and we're going over the car you can usually tell by their aura if they picky you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They gonna nitpick certain things. If they, oh, could you bump? Could you give me a discount? Okay, I give yeah. you a discount. Oh, but you missed this. You missed that. Yeah, like bro, they, you, those are the ones you want to avoid. The ones that ask for discounts because they're gonna find a way to try to either get get a discount or get it for free. Or the ones that ask like a, a million questions. Th- those are just like the the headaches. Like you, you those are red flags for me. <laughs> yeah, because I notice like people who's who actually are well off financially, they're mm-hmm. not nitpicking. They'll pay. They'll pay the price. You know what I'm saying? Then they they're still satisfied. Even though I treat I treat every. Don't matter what your financial status is, what kind of car you can you can drive a Honda Accord, you can drive a Rolls Royce. I'm gonna treat it all the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I just don't like people who. I just don't like people who try to nitpick and and um. They want to yeah. nitpick, but then they don't want to pay up. They cheat. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're always gonna have that one bad apple, but like that the all the ones that you, like your your true clientele that outweighs the bad. So that's the um the good side of it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, to go back to one of the questions you had asked me, because I just thought about a, a, a nice detail on the story too. Um, customer actually got me a gift for Christmas. Like a long time oh. customer I was doing, they called, they gave they gave me um they got me like a bottle of champagne. Gave mm-hmm. me a card and put like two hundred dollars in it. Nice. Said, Thank you for cleaning my car through for the, throughout the year. Things like that, you know, little things like that is always appreciated. For sure, definitely. Especially uh, yeah. when they like you don't expect it, and like it's just like you're just doing your job, and like it's just it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. So like, um, you have any like mistakes that you've made over the years that you learned from? Like, what what would you tell yourself? You said twelve years you started this, or twelve years ago. What would you tell yourself twelve years ago if you could t- you could t- talk to that person? Um, take your time. Don't don't. Well, all, well, first document everything. Take pictures, <laughs> pictures, pictures, pictures. That is very important. That will cover mm-hmm. your ass. Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, take your time. Um, don't second guess yourself. Like, 
I, I used to do a lot of that when I first started. Now it's like, like I said, it's, it's like second nature to me. Now I don't second guess. If, 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 I, if I'm not confident in something, I'll just, I won't do the job. Like I don't take every single job. So, and if I know I'm, I'm if I know I'm going to do this job, I'm going to get this job done to the, to the highest quality of standard, then mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to take it. But yeah, I'll, I'll tell myself those things and um, patience. Detailing takes a lot of patience. A lot of people, like I talk to a lot of people, and they'd be like, "Oh well, I, I couldn't. I could. I don't have the patience to be up there buffing and claying." I'm like, because you don't have the passion to do it. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. But it, it take it takes a lot of patience, and it's a lot of trial and error too. Sometimes certain certain chemicals, certain um, applications, they all they all are different. Some things you got to find what works best for you. You know what I'm saying? That's something else I tell myself too back then you have to find what works best for you because you could somebody can teach you you'll learn their technique and then maybe their technique may not work for you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you over the years you're going to gain your own your own technique of, and a way of doing things so yeah and take your time i tell myself that back then like take your time don't rush nothing detailing is not a it's a process you can't rush it for sure and speak, speaking of time how do you manage your time I know, like you said, this time of year is is a lot of um like business around this time, and plus you like you you're squeezing in this time to do a podcast. So like, how do you manage your time in general? Um, yeah, how do I manage my time? I mean, sometimes <laughs> things 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 can get a little hectic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just try mm-hmm. to I try not to overweight myself. Like, if I know. If, if if I know that I, I'm not going to be able to get this done at a certain time, then I just advise the customer, listen, it's not going to happen at the time we spoke on, but I, I'm going I'm to try to do the best I can to get it done as soon as possible, but still with the same quality. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just try not to overload myself. Like if I already got two, if I say, I, if, if I, if I have a paint correction for the day, that's all I'm doing. Because paint, like I told you before, paint corrections take a long time. If I have to jump off the paint correction, do an interior, something like that, that takes away from um, the time I could have been using, um, spinning the wheel on the car. Mm-hmm. So it's just like certain, certain, but depending on the job, you got to know how to how to book it. Yeah, interiors. If you're going to just have interiors, you just book interiors. If you're just going to have, and it depends on how many people you're working with too. So if you're just working by yourself. You should, you should, you, you got to already know not to overbook yourself. You know For what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, that's another lesson you could tell yourself 12 years ago. <laughs> don't overbook yourself. Yeah, don't overbook <laughs> yourself because you'll be overwhelmed, bro. And then yeah. you'll crash out. <laughs> yeah, you'll bring yourself out and then you'll probably lose the passion for it if you do that. And that's, and, I, and what you just said, that, that has happened. That is, I've lost the passion a couple times. And that's why I said I've ventured off into other things, but then I seen like, those things wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't passionate in those things at all. And I go back to detailing, like I always keep mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this is where I belong. So I'm not going to even fight it. Yeah. And I know you spoke about um, like telling the customer, like it won't be done by a certain time. Have you ever been scared to tell a customer that? Like, by lo- like, oh, I might lose this customer if I tell them um, yeah. a different time than before. I went in the beginning stages yeah i was but now i'm not afraid because I, I always try to keep it a hundred with the customer they mm-hmm. a lot of customers will appreciate that even if you make a mistake and you may damage something you may burn the paint 
Mm-hmm. I let them know, listen, this, this, that, and the third, this happened, but I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. And then after I take care of it, it's like they were like they they are they respected because you was upfront and honest with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, gotta just I'm it's it's no I'm not I'm not afraid to tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean it should now always you, be like that. Yeah, exactly. If you now if you don't want to if, if you don't want to deal with me no more after that, then that's on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean quality comes first when it um when it comes to the customer, so. Exactly. And like, I'm not really too much like, to be honest with you, I don't really like dealing with people. I just, I, I'm like dude in the back who just gets the job done that you don't, you never see. Mm-hmm. But, and in this business, you got to deal with people. So I, I just yeah. suck it up and deal with people. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm an sometimes you meet some dope people. Yeah. And sometimes you meet assholes, it, you know. It's part of it's inevitable with that. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just your job to always say your job, but like over time you come become accustomed to weeding people out, figuring people out before it gets too far. Exactly. Like I told you, when when they when the the initial meetup, when you're going over the car before you start the the work, Mm -hmm. just reading body language, you know, how they act and you know what they picking out, things like that. You could tell if you this customer's gonna be a problem. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even sometimes you just talk to them over the phone. You could just tell how they speak. They're going to be a problem. They're picky. And I have no problem with people being picky because you you pay me to do a job. But then when you picky and then you don't want to pay the price, that's what I have a problem with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's about like detailing. Have you ever like read it into books on how to do detailing? Or it was just all like self-learned, like self-taught? A lot of it was self-taught, but then a lot of it was like YouTube, like mm-hmm. detail geek, chemical guys. There's a couple, you know, a couple pages up there, and they show you different techniques. Oh yeah, I definitely I watch it on Detail Geek too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's pretty good. He do. He be yeah, facts. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really like. I don't, I don't know about any books. I'm pretty sure maybe detailing mm-hmm. for dummies. I guess. <laughs> I yeah, <know>. maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just asking, um, but um. Like, so, like, do you have any, like, favorite, like, soaps that you use or, like, um, objects? I said objects, but, like, uh, like, chemicals, stuff like that? Yeah, like chemicals or, like, uh, tools. All right. Um, when I first started, I, I, I started learning off a of rotary buffer. There's different types of polishers. There's rotaries. There's DAs or rotary and DA. DA mm-hmm. is what I use now. That's called a dual action polisher. But I started on the rotary polisher, which is like old school. Um, but not now, no using DA using the DA polisher. My favorite DA polisher is the um the um damn damn Rupus <laughs> Rupus 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 is pretty good. It's a little heavy, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's 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 pretty good. It doesn't kick up as much dust because I've used Bauer Bauer mm-hmm. Bauer kicks up a lot of dust. And the mm-hmm. vibration, like the like the the uh, carpal tunnel was real, bro. Like mm. my my hands be vibrating even when I'm not even <laughs> on the machine. That's crazy. Sometimes fingers be feeling numb. In this business, you 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 you're gonna mess up your hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? One thing for sure, I tell people to wear gloves. Always wear gloves because when mm-hmm. you spray certain chemicals and get into your fingers, under your fingernails, it can get into your body. It can mess you up. So oh, wear yeah, always definitely. wear gloves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
or aside from gloves, I, I'm sure like there's more like um, PPE you gotta use, like uh, yeah, do you wear, yeah, mask, yeah, like, respirators. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of times when when I do like engine cleaning, rats mm-hmm. and stuff will be in the moat, will be in the engine bay. You know, they they shitting mm-hmm. all in the engine bay, and mm-hmm. when you when you hitting it with the pressure washer, that shit kicks back up in your face sometimes. Yeah. It's it's happened to me. So yeah. it's best to always have on some type of mask, some type of facial protection, uh, goggles, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You don't want things mm-hmm. to get in your eye. I, things have gotten to my eye plenty of times. Even I wear mm-hmm. glasses, things get into <laughs> your eye. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but as far yeah. as like the products, mm-hmm. um, three, I would say like Maguire, Mag- not Maguire, gr- the Grit Grittos Polish, like the, 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 the um, Grittos Polish is pretty good. I use that. I use a lot of 3M. I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't really like 3M. Like that's just like the 3M is basically what my shop uses. Like I don't really like 3M too much because it, it dries up too fast. Like the compound dries up too fast, and when you go to mm-hmm. wipe, it's mm-hmm. like you got to spray. You got to spray on like a spray wax on the rag in order for you to wipe the residue off. Okay. Whereas like I like to use Meguiar's compound because it's smooth. It doesn't mm-hmm. kick up as much dust because 3M picks up a lot of dust. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's easy to wipe the Meguiar's. So yeah, APCs. Um, well, I like to use Meguiar's um, Tire Shine too. Meguiar's Tire Shine is pretty good. It smells good and it keeps the it keep it doesn't dry up as soon as you put it on. Because sometimes if you use like cheap um, tire shine things like that, you have to keep putting the tire shine on in order for it to look shiny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um when I used to shine my boots um in like the military or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like this um is an instant shine and like it literally does not last more than an hour. But when you actually put in the work to polish your, your shoes and buff it and everything, it definitely lasts longer. I kind of remind yeah. like, um, the tire shine. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, so um <laughs> what else? Uh well, that's pretty much far as products. Like I, I use um the the McCullen screen uh 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 steamer i wouldn't recommend nobody to use because those steamers are pretty much trash i would like to use like an industry type of steamer like nothing not not that cheap shit that's one thing you can't you can't use cheap shit and expect quality results you know what i'm saying you gotta you you get what you pay for pretty much definitely i would say mcguire's and certain 3m products are pretty good um i like to use microfiber pads Instead of the, the foam pads are okay, but I feel like the microfiber, the microfiber cuts down on your time when it comes to cutting, when it comes to compounding, like it, it, it cuts faster mm. compared to the, to the, to the foam. And then on top of that, the foam, like it, it creates more heat when, when you're buffing than the microfiber, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But ain't nothing wrong with foam pads. I use foam pads too, but very rarely. Okay. I didn't know about foam pads. Uh, like, um, how do you dry the cars? Like, you have like a big um microfiber dry on, on tile, like a towel. I mean, I normally don't use. T- I use like a chamois because okay. towels, towels sometimes can be too abrasive and it can scratch. Okay. Even though w- w- now, if you don't have a chamois, you can get a clean microfiber towel, wet it. Don't dry the car with it with a dry towel. You want to wet it. And then you can dry the car, but just don't apply too much pressure because you can mar the paint like that. Oh, okay. Shammy. So, yeah. Come on, give me one of those. 
And that's why I said before the car washes are no good because they dry, they dry the same, they dry your car from top to bottom with the same towel. They'll they'll clean your rims with the same towel they use <laughs> on your paint. Yeah, that, and that creates wow. the scratches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Smears, all that type of stuff. Clean your window all clean your whole car with one rag. Just one rag. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That ain't no good. That's not efficient. And the chamois, it gets up the, the water much faster because it's like a sponge, but not mm-hmm. a sponge per se. You know what I'm saying? It just soaks mm-hmm. it up, absorbs it. You wring it out, you go back mm-hmm. on it, you go back through the panel again. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Not, it's not creating no abrasion. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Nice. One thing about it, you can't use too much pre- buffing. Buffing and wiping, you cannot use too much pressure. Like when you buff a car, normally... I just let the weight of the machine, like I glide the machine across the panel. I don't really press on it like that. Mm-hmm. In some instances, you have to use pressure, but you you got to have discernment with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But pressure is no good because you could burn through paint and you could scratch it. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like you gave us a, um the listeners a whole detailing masterclass at this point. <laughs> huh? That's what's up. Right. Yes, yes, sir. I appreciate. I hope it, anybody though. out there who's looking to get into the field, you know, I hope they could take the little information and you know run with it. I ain't got no problem with giving up free game because I got free game. Hey, Amen. That's that's the whole point of this podcast to give out some some type of free game. Maybe not all of it, but something for like beginners to listen to and decide if they want to do it or not. Because exactly because like, I don't like people who's afraid to. To, to, to give you trick tips and tricks because some people mm-hmm. they they don't want to give you that because they don't want you to go above them nope you know what i'm saying that's, that's i want to see you expand i yeah, want to see a... you go beyond mm-hmm. then i feel accomplished because i have something to do with it you know what i'm saying yeah and then they'll remember you like this person it, is the one that showed me so exactly and that's why i give all praises to my cousin matthew because he 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 introduced me to this. Like I, I wouldn't, I would not be detailing anything if it wasn't for him. It all so. comes full circle. Exactly. But um, it was like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say that. Um, I don't know if I took away a lot of your time, but I appreciate you being here. Because I'm I always say, my brother's all good. I, yeah, I always say time is money. I never like to it waste sure people's is. time. Yeah. Because people nah, this, got I, something I, to do. This is dope. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is dope, bro. I've I, 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 I listened to a couple of your episodes, bro. It's dope. Appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of make me want to get on to the little podcasting thing. I just don't know if I could talk. I don't know if I could talk for that long, though. But. <laughs> hey, hey, hey that, that was my first thought. Literally my first thought when I, before I started doing podcasting, I'm like, I don't know if I could talk to her that long. And like, look at yeah. me now. Like, my, my, a lot of my episodes be like an hour long. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I heard you say you an introvert. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. much an introvert too. Like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's like I don't want to run out of things to talk about and it'd be an empty space. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I just, so at that point, I just jumped into it and boom, it just been working out. Like, besides the fact that, like, like there's been some times where I couldn't find someone to do the um podcast, so like I took a little time off. But it it is what it is. As long as I'm putting out content for people to listen to and people uh, benefit from, that's all that matters to me. That's a fact. So, but yeah, uh, and um, uh, how how can um people contact you or like find you on social media if they want to get their car detailed? 
Um, my Instagram is at they know me as Doc T H E Y K N O M E D O C. Uh, my my Facebook Joshua Rivers. That's pretty mm-hmm. much that's that's pretty much like my contacts on social media. Uh, okay, for sure, for sure. But yeah, yeah once again, I just want to thank you for being here because um definitely um learned a lot today. And I hope the listeners did too. Not a problem, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Enjoy the rest of your uh, 4th of July weekend. And you take it easy, right? All right, bro. All right. Peace. Peace. For all those listeners out there still listening, I want to thank you for still listening. I hope you learned something. Like, share, comment. Let me know what you think. Enjoy these tunes by my bro, Dirty Ike. Until next time, peace. Dirty how white people waited 18 months to tell niggas they was free. Oh, yeah. That's- niggas knew we was free. They were like, you gonna tell them shit. I'm gonna let them find out. Hey, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Hey, man. They can figure it out. What? what, 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 what how many years it was? Shit, 18 months before they told the people that, what was it, Texas? Yeah. A year and a half. In Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So It took yeah. one nigga who knew how to read. Could you imagine a nigga that, 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 that the first, like, the first nigga? nigga that seen him still being slaves when he came no, out? When he realized he was free. He was telling everybody didn't nobody believe But the nigga, nigga that... Yeah, yeah, young black man